Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And not just the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Tracy V. Wilson. So, Tracy, I am sure that regular listeners to our show probably recall our episode on Mamie Till Mobley, the mother of Emmett Till that came out in 2017, and I know that was one that you researched. Mm-hmm. And is an episode I love, although it is, of course, difficult. Uh, But if you keep an eye on entertainment, you are also probably aware of the movie Till, which is out now uh, in limited release. And it tells that whole story. But like our episode, it mostly tells Mamie's story. Right. So we've both seen the film. And then Holly was also able to chat with a couple of people involved with it. One is actor Jalen Hall and the director, Chinoya Chuku. First up is the conversation that I had with Jalen Hall, who is, as Tracy just said, um, an actor. He plays Emmett Till in the film. If you're a TV person, you may know him from the TV series All American. Let me just lay this out for you. Jalen is an incredibly charming young man. He is really a delight to speak with. And he talked to me about the history research that was involved in this film, his relationship with his own mother, uh, as well as the parallels that he sees between himself and Emmett. So the first thing I want to ask you about is uh, this is obviously a project and a role that has a lot of weight and a lot of importance to it. And I know from having spoken with your director that you kind of had to do a little bit of a history boot camp. Will you talk about that preparation process to play Emmett Till? Oh, for sure. The, the process itself was just it, it was so informational. 
Uh, first, I did uh, I did a lot of like researching myself and like things I could find on Google and things that were at my own disposal. And then along with everything that Chinoya um, was sending me and the studio and Keith Beauchamp, uh, his firsthand information, all that stuff was just given to me and retained. And I, I'm so grateful to have had that because it enabled me to be able to embody Emmett as the human being that he was. And it's worth noting, like, obviously, you are playing a young man. You are, I don't want to say only 15, but you're 15. So you're still young, but you are also not a rookie. (laughs) You have had a lot of acting jobs, but I wonder if you think about how important a role in a project like this is And the fact that years from now, when you are well into adulthood and everyone who has seen it has aged up, this is still going to have been an important film and a very important story. Do you think about it in those terms? Oh, yes, of course. I I think that this is just something that is so like, it's so close to me as an actor, not only as an actor, but as a a young man, a young Black man in America, I'm just doing my part to show the world things that it needs to be shown and telling stories that need to be told. I didn't tell you at the top, but I feel like I should thank you for that because it's really, really quite spectacular. Thank you. I have watched other interviews that you've done in the past, and I know that you and your mom are very close, just as Mamie and Emmett were. And I wonder how much your relationship with your mom informed your performance in this film. Oh my God, so much. Going into this film, me and my mom had talked so much about, you know, our uh, my mental state, her mental state going into it. Um, just a lot of communication because like when going into something as heavy as this, you know, you, you have to have those conversations with your loved ones. You have to make sure everybody's in a, a good headspace. And luckily, um, me and my mom, we just, we just, fell into this and gave it our all collectively. And I I wouldn't have been able to do this without her. I am curious for you. It's not a surprise. It's something that uh, has been talked about in the press, that the violence of this is is not something that happens on screen. But I still know there had to have been some challenges here. So I'm wondering what the most challenging part of this role was for you. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the most challenging part of this role is the realization that Emmett and I were not unalike. We mm-hmm. could have been the same person. Um, we were the same age. We had some of the same interests like dancing and singing and love of song, love of dance with, uh, as, as you'll see, dancing with his mom, the, the, the relationship. So just that realization, it, it was just mind boggling to me, you know, because it's like you have to put yourself in those shoes. You don't want to. You don't want to think about it. But that's just, you know, the truth. That's just the, you know, the reality of it. I also just want to ask you, I know this last week has been probably a little bit wild, right? You had New York Film Festival where the movie debuted. What has this whole thing been like? Because you've been in a lot of other projects, but I feel like this is high profile in a way that maybe some of your other work hasn't been. What has that experience been like for you? Oh, it's just a whole different atmosphere. A lot of, like you said, a lot of the projects that I've done that have been entertaining for uh, most people, um, it's a great joy for me to be able to do that, but it's also an even bigger joy for me to be able to tell a story that is so uh, crucial and and, and impactful to our community, to our world. So it's it's definitely a different vibe. 
um, that I enjoy. Uh, now, you are on a history podcast, so I I am curious to know if you yourself have historically been into history. Um, I, it's fine if you say, no, I wasn't into it before I was well into adulthood. Um, is that something that you like? Do you enjoy studying history, or was this kind of your entree into really deep dives in historical information and research? Yes. So um, I've, I've always been in well, I, I don't want to say like a, a connoisseur like yourself, but I've I've been into history. I, I've really been into like Greek mythology and, you know, learning uh, about that, uh, you know, just when I can. But the sort of time and and meticulous details that I had noticed while preparing for this role was like no other uh, research that I've done before, no other history that I've read before. Uh, and because of this, I think I want to, I know I want to learn more and more, not only about our black community and activists that have come before, um, but about our world in general, you know, it's 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 origin. And I, yeah, this is this definitely sparked the historian in me. I love it. Well, you've come to the right place. You can always reach out if you need help with research. Um, Jalen, I, I really do want to thank you for bringing what you bring to this role. I feel like, you know, you can read about it as much as you want, but seeing your portrayal of Emmett uh, or Bo, whichever you prefer, and how joyous a young man he was is really important to the story and not something we always get. So uh, I hope you, you realize what a great service you have done. And I can't wait to see what you do next. You have such a career ahead of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for spending this time with me. You have a beautiful day. You too. Thanks. Coming up, we'll have another interview, but first we are going to take a quick sponsor break. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business, and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at USPS.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple. Affordable. Reliable. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. 
big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be with 22 brands and over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper, waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com where travels come true. As we mentioned in the chat with Jalen, uh, I also got to speak with the film's director and co-writer Chinoya Chuku, and she is really amazing. While we spoke, she talked about making the film about Mamie's story and about the love between Mamie and Emmett as mother and child, as well as just her intentionality in her work. Holly also couldn't help but ask a couple of technical questions about filmmaking. Uh, Holly and I were chatting about the interviews ahead of time, and Holly mentioned something she was going to ask about, and I was like, I don't know what that means. So... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Holly was the much better suited person for these questions. So not all of this is history related. There is also some about how the visual medium is being used to tell the story. This film had a very long journey before it made it to screen. And you are not only the director, but you are also co-writer on it. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey and your part in it? Yeah, so um, one of the producers on the film, Keith Beauchamp, was a mentee of Mamie's before she passed and um, had a friendship with Gene Mobley before he passed and had uh, friendships with various members of the Till family and was really um, moved and inspired and committed to as much research about this story as possible. And then he helped to reopen the case. And so he had this treasure trove of information um, and research and case files that he shared with all the other producers of the film. And so for the last 20 years, they've been trying to get this movie made. Three years ago, they approached me and Keith and another producer, Michael Riley, had written a script many years ago. And the producers reached out to me and, and wanted to know if I would be interested in telling the story in whatever way that I wanted, rooting it in the research and information that Keith had provided. They were really supportive of my artistry. And I, when I came to them, I said, listen, the only way that I'd be interested in making this film is if I completely <laughs> rewrite, rework, 
the script, completely rewrite it so that this is a story about Mamie's journey and, and, and her fight for justice and her emotional journey as a human being. So she is more than just grieving mother. And I also told the producers, I also only want to tell this story if we don't see any physical violence inflicted upon Black bodies, because that is not critical to telling and understanding Mamie's own journey um, that I want to communicate in, in my version of the script. And so all of that the producers are completely on board with, you know, and I told them also, I want to begin and end the story with joy and love, because the story I want to tell is also a love story between Mamie and her child. And so once they gave me full creative reign to go in that direction, um, I got to work and in really understanding and delving into all of the research and the work that had been done for the last couple of decades and going to Mississippi and going to Chicago and talking to members of, of Patil family and then writing the script and directing it. Amazing. I want to build on that because you almost, in the way you have, have told this story, give the viewer of the film a parallel experience to what the, the public would have experienced in learning about the brutality of Emmett's murder. As you said, you you don't show the violence being perpetrated. You show the aftermath. Um, and this movie so deftly handles that very difficult subject matter, particularly at a time when, as you said, we see a lot of violence against Black bodies, particularly Black men. And you were so deliberate about what you did and did not choose to show. Will you talk about those decisions and when you decide to to make that shift and show us what what had happened? Yeah. So I and I'm 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 so happy that you were able to point that intention out because that was my intention. And when we do fully see Emmett's face and whole body and stay on it, it is trying to be an extension of the experience that the world would have had. Those tens of thousands of people who came to the church in 1955 to view the body. We see audiences watching the film see it with them. And so that was definitely a creative decision that I wanted to make. And I knew I wanted to make um, in pre-production when I was planning shots with my cinematographer, Bobby Bukowski. And also I, I knew that we had to see the body. That is an extension of Mamie's decision and it is honoring her decision and a critical part of her story and her fight for justice. That was also a catalyst for the modern civil rights movement. Um, but I knew that I needed to do it sparingly, yet effectively. I'm glad you mentioned Bobby Bukowski because I want to ask a couple of technical questions. This movie feels so completely thoughtful in every single frame, which isn't surprising if anyone saw Clemency in your other work. Um, even the day, the one that jumped out to me is the day that Mamie says goodbye to Emmett at the train station. And there's this subtle but very beautiful and effective rack focus that shifts from the train to Mamie. And suddenly we are in her story. How carefully did you map all of that out ahead of time and those kinds of choices versus letting things shift and develop during filming and, you know, through collaborating with Bobby? I am so glad you mentioned that. I'm like, okay, you are you are noticing my creative choices. <laughs> well, they're so good. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I was like, okay, that is what I want. That's why I wanted that rack focus right there. Well done. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I am I am very intentional with my choices. I'm a meticulous planner. I usually think I usually it's story first. So I'm like, what is the story that I'm telling? Whose perspective is this? Whose story is it? What are the, what is going on underneath the words? And, you know, part of my job as a director is to bring out the subtext. And so how can, what is a visual language that I can create to communicate that subtext? What are going to be my visual kind of rules or visual palette for this film? 
And so I take some time with myself to really be clear about that and develop framing compositional intentions and also camera movement intentions and motifs as well. And then I share, I talk with Bobby about all of this. And, and I, like I said, I am a meticulous planner. Bobby and I will really go in with such a concrete plan about how we want, what is first, what is it that this scene is about and how does that tie to the visual language that we are want to shoot? So I'm that meticulous of a planner so I can let it all go when we are on set, because as I'm sure you know, a million things go wrong <laughs> day to day when you're shooting a film. And so, um, but what I get so clear with myself about what it is I'm trying to communicate. So then when I need to pivot, it's still rooted in the story that I'm trying to tell and the general kind of visual rules that I, or visual palette that I'm setting for the film. So a classic example of being prepared, but letting it go is when we shot the scene where Mamie testifies, the original plan was to have eight or nine shots, eight or nine setups, excuse me, eight or nine setups. And all of those setups were to communicate what I believed was what, what, what communicate Mamie's emotional experience testifying to communicate all of the gazes that are pressed upon her and become more and more almost kind of suffocating and also to communicate her evolution of emotional moments and complexities in real time. And so I had eight or nine setups planned for that. The first setup was generally the shot that was in the film. Um, and, And we shot that take of it. I was like, oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Not only was the performance incredible, um, but it was also on the spot. I was like, okay, if we adjust the camera movement here, if we build in the rack focus, if we move around her here at this moment of the of the of what she's saying, if we if we bring in the hands, the ring, the photos of the lawyers into the frame, so that we are clear about spatial relationships and the world that exists beyond the frame, this oneer can communicate all of the things that Bobby and I wanted to communicate through those eight or nine setups. And so at, we did six takes so we can continue to adjust the, adjust the camera work and build the rack focus and the framing and the composition and really get it right. And six take was what was in the film. Oh, it's incredibly powerful. So uh, hats off to you for seeing that. So we have more of my chat with Chinoya, but first we will pause to hear from the sponsors who keep Stuff You Missed in History class going. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business, and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. 
Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be, with 22 brands and over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper, waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com where travels come true. Jumping back into Holly's conversation with Chinoya. First, she's going to talk about the visual motif of reflections in this film and also about portraying the civil rights movement as well as Mamie's story. There is one other little technical storytelling thing at play in your motifs that I want to ask about, in part for my own curiosity. You use reflections and mirrors at so many key moments in this film. And I would love for you to talk about this idea of reflection and seeing people from different angles simultaneously and how you're using that in the narrative. Yeah, so I use it in different ways. I mean, it has has different meanings, but it's definitely a consistent visual motif that Bobby and I were uh, intentional about using. And part of it is exploring this idea of, you know, when we're looking at the scene between Mamie and Jean, when Mamie visits Jean in the barbershop, she is actively um, suppressing or avoiding what her real anxieties are. And she's using the trip as a way to as a way to try to avoid that. And so there's an, an, inauthentic, there's an inauthenticity that she's presenting to Jean in that moment. And so that's part of what's infor- what informed the, the decision that Bobby and I made to use reflections there, where they're talking to each other, but they're not really in an, in an authentic space until the camera moves off of the mirror and we go to their actual faces 
and Mamie is, is, is finally, it comes clean and admits what her truth is, what her emotional truth is in that moment. So sometimes reflections are to, are used to communicate the presentational self versus the real self, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and so, and there are other times where we use reflections as parallels between Mamie and Emmett. It's so effective and it, it's, um, to me, like being able to see someone speaking their line with two very different shots of them going on simultaneously, essentially, uh, was so good. I want to also just talk about the fact that you are, I mean, we're a history podcast, but you're you're building a, a piece of media that is centered around history that is really well documented and has been certainly discussed a lot, um, at least in history circles. I, I, My understanding is that if you are a member of the Black community, you know this story, but growing up as a white kid, I didn't hear it until I was an adult. Um, but there is so much, like I said, history and documentation here. What was your biggest challenge or the hardest part in adapting all of that material into script form to tell this narrative in a pretty tight and clean story? Well, once I made the decision to tell the story from Mamie's point of view and her, uh, you know, her emotional and narrative point of view, then it became easier for me to start to make the decision about what information to keep in and what to keep out. Because we either need, Mamie either needs to know about it or we need to discover it with her you know, in order Mm -hmm. to keep the story focused on our protagonist. And so that was a creative challenge. That was very, that was very welcoming um, because it, it, it really helped me focus the story that I wanted to tell, but there is so much information, you know, and I knew that, okay, this is going to be a film that will, I mean, people think that they know the story, but they really don't. You know, I think that there are people who know in general, what happened to Emmett Till, but I don't think people really know and understand who Mamie Till Mobley was and the journey that she went on. And so I hope that this film can begin to provide that understanding and that information. And then, and then people can go and further their, their education about this story and discover more, some, some information that I did not include in the film, because there's so much to the story. There's so much you can learn, so, so much more you can learn about Dr. Kiara and Howard and Medgar Evers and Murley Evers, et cetera, oh, yes. et cetera, et cetera, you know. And I'm glad you mentioned them, because this is also really, even though it is primarily a, a film about Mamie, we see so many kind of key figures in the civil rights movement at a a time before they were really known as that. How careful did you have to be with including those very important figures and, and these, you know, kind of key moments without it clouding Mamie's story? The key for me was as long as it ties to Mamie's journey in the narrative, (laughs) you know? And so we, the audience, are introduced at Medgar when Medgar, when Mamie is introduced mm-hmm. to Medgar and, and Murley and Dr. Chu, like we are meeting these people as Mamie is meeting them, you know, and learning more about them as Mamie is learning more about them. So I knew from a narrative perspective, as long as we are discovering or learning or receiving these different people in the lives that they're living with Mamie, then that's I want to ask you also, in terms of preparation, I know you did a boatload of research. Um, what was your expectation of 
your actors going in, like how how much did you guide their research process versus letting them discover things for themselves? How much of this was a, a, a school event for them as well? Uh, because even if you know the story, as you said, there are so many pieces of nuance and and details that aren't always told. So I'm really wondering what that process is like. Yeah, I mean, everybody needed to get an education. <laughs> and so, I mean, starting with Danielle, we were able, we spent months of, you know, her learning a lot of, you know, the decades of research that had already been done by the producers, you know, and her catching up on that information and absorbing everything. And then we really went through every single beat of the script, every single emotional beat of the script multiple times. And then we discussed everything as it relates to the historical facts and information. And go, so as, as she would research and I would continue to research, we'll always tie that research back to the script. And, I, and, and so with Danielle, because she is the center of the film, that process took months, right? And then the other actors, it was a, it was a more truncated time, but everybody, including Jalen, including all of the boys, inclu- everybody it was it was mandatory <laughs> that they are provided with the research and the information and that we can I push them towards discovering things on their own. So and there was actually um, I had a database of, of research and information um, and, and books and videos um, and transcripts and interview transcripts and court transcripts. I had a database of that that I provided for every single cast member and crew member. You're like a professor of history. Well, I've been a film professor for 10 years, so. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can expand it in your your, uh, multidimensional. You have many, many curriculum options available. Thank you so much for spending time with me, but also for telling this incredible story with just such incredible care and nuance. It's really quite something you've accomplished, and I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. I appreciate talking with you. It was truly, truly such a delight talking with Jalen and Shinoya, and it was so much fun to talk to creative people about how they tell this important story from history. I am sure you enjoyed those chats as much as I did, uh, particularly hearing Shinoya talk about how important it is to also include joy in the film. I'm sure we'll be talking some more about our personal thoughts on Friday in our behind-the-scenes Until then, Till is now playing in select theaters, and it will be opening widely in the U.S. on October 28th. I hope you see it. Uh, In the meantime, (laughs) would you like to talk about uh, Listener Mail? Sure. And I picked this one because it actually kind of dovetails nicely on something that Chinoya was talking about, where, you know, she mentioned in her interview how thoroughly she essentially laid out a curriculum for the people that were working on the movie and how she had a a database of like basically every resource they could possibly need or want to turn to to get more information about their characters and the context of the the film uh and so i thought it would be also fun to talk about another person doing a similar thing this is from our listener Lindsay, who is writing about how she put together a history curriculum for her daughter 
She says, although I have listened to the podcast for years, I have never had occasion to write in until now. I homeschool my three kids, and my ninth grade daughter is not enjoying the curriculum I chose for American history this year. Since she enjoys learning through listening, I decided to design my own curriculum based on your podcast. I assembled the list chronologically, listing the episodes based on the timeline of events, and have found it so interesting to review the progression of history simply by looking at the episode titles. While I rounded out the list, with a few other podcasts. Stuff You Missed in History makes the bulk of the list, and since I know from experience that you both present a straightforward, unbiased presentation of history, I'm confident my daughter will gain a fairly comprehensive look at American history. Thank you both for the time and research you put into filling each episode with interesting and illuminating facts and information. Your voices weekly enter our home, and we all enjoy the history you present. I know you both have a love of cats, and I thought I would introduce you to the Joy Kittens and Pygmy Goats. We raise and sell goats, and we find their personalities hilarious. This spring, a goat with a disability was born. We thought we would keep him comfortable until he passed, but lo and behold, at 12 hours of age, he stood up and then he walked. Since he was only able to turn right in the first days learning how to walk, he earned the moniker RT, Right Turn Ralph. RT traveled to all the spring baseball games and lived in the house until he was big enough to go to the barn. He will never be fully capable as his twisted little body prevents him from participating in regular goat activity but he's sweet and we love him. I hope you enjoy the pictures. I think there's nothing cuter than a kitten with a goat. I think you may be correct. (laughs) There's one picture of these two gorgeous kittens with this adorable... uh, Listen, Ralph's little face is a danger to me. Like, I will think about his little face all the time in a good way. When I say it's a danger, I mean I'm obsessed with them. Uh, So cute. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This is just a beautiful thing. And um, thank you for, uh, you know, letting us be part of your kids' education. That's a huge honor, and I hope we do justice. I wouldn't say I'm always unbiased, though. (laughs) If you would like to write to us, you can also do so. You can do that at History Podcast at iHeartRadio.com. You can also find us on social media as Missed in History. And if you'd like to subscribe and have not yet, you can do that on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.